What's that timer for, Stephen? Well, you know that nothing makes me happier than a fresh cup of coffee. Ooh, I hope it's Boona Roaster's Yigrashef blend. That's my favorite. Yigrashef. Yes, it took me a little bit to get Yigrashef, but I've gotten it now. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's spelled that way, but Yigrashef, and it's my favorite. Yes, we've mentioned repeatedly how much we love Boona Roaster and Blaine so much um, that Blaine did something actually special for our listeners. And you're right, she did, being the best coffee we've had it on our, our entire lives. Absolutely. She is giving everyone who listens 10% off their first order with the coupon code HAPPY so they can try it for themselves. And I know our listeners would love her coffee not only for its flavor, but for the impact of your purchase. Yes, Blaine is a wonderful human with a small business here in Sarasota that uses only the best Ethiopian coffee beans. She aims to empower and inspire the people they work with from beans to cup. Yes, a percentage of all of her profits will be donated to the Fair Trade Farmers, Hope of Children, and Save the Children charities all in Ethiopia. So if you're ready for the best cup of coffee you will ever have, head on over to www.bunaroaster.com. That's B-U-N-A-R-O-A-S-T-E-R.com and place your order today. Do not forget to use the coupon code HAPPY for 10% off. It's easy to remember since the coffee will certainly make you happy. And speaking of happy, let's head on over to our episode. Hello, returning happies and new listeners. This is Steve Bennett-Martin. And this is Stephen Martin Bennett. And And welcome welcome to to A Lifetime lifetime of Happiness on the the Sun Coast. Coast. The podcast where we take you on our journey as we search for the secret to living a happy life on the Sun Coast while hopefully helping make your life better along the way. And today we'll be talking to the founder of the Harvey Milk Festival and local activist Shannon Fortner. Yes, but first, my love, what has been making you happy this week? Well, this past weekend, I took a four-day weekend from work Mm -hmm. and it gave me a chance to rest and rejuvenate and get myself all refreshed and I think it was exactly what my mind body and soul needed so that helped me be happier in general self-care is always important yes and taking those extra days to yourself is important as well what about you my darling what is making you happy right now well sometimes it's the little things and while I touched on the topic in general more in my senior living podcast it is national assisted living week And part of that for me at work this week is that I'm dressing in different decades for each day. And today I dressed as the Fonzie. (laughs) Just so everyone knows, he does the world's worst Fonz impersonation. And it's mainly to get a laugh out of me. And it works every time. Buddy, I'm the Fonz. So I, I think, wish you guys could see. It, I was gonna honestly. say, and, and it's fun too because I like when people take pictures or like they see me instantly, they can relate to it with the way that I did my hair and everything. But what made me happy was looking at the picture of me in 2016 wearing the same exact outfit as now, and I feel like I look even better now than I did back then. So. I thought you looked younger now. I know, so I'm like fine wine, getting better with age, and that yes, made me feel are, happy as it should. <laughs> and in happy news, we actually have an update from Florida Studio Theater on what's been keeping them busy during the COVID-19 pandemic and how they've adjusted. Well, what is that? Because Florida Studio Theater is fantastic, and I feel bad for all of our friends in the arts and the ones that are gig workers that haven't been able 
to earn a living recently. So what is Florida Studio Theater doing? Well, the... Florida Studio Theater Director of Education, Josh Ford, agrees with you because he leads the entire thing with saying, you know, the job of a theater, its primary mission is to put a whole bunch of people in a room together. So everything's changed recently. Yeah. Um, but their well-known scholarship program is branching out to serve even more artists. So they do have need-based scholarships, and they are continuing to do classes both in-person and online now. So they are doing in-person following the CDC and socially distant protocols to have in classes once more at a smaller scale, um, but they also are able to do online courses for these students as well, making it more accessible. Which I think is very important because having the arts in your life is very important for all kids growing up. It helps them to be more well-rounded, open-minded, and critical thinkers. Yes, and after the holidays, but during this winter, they also said that you can expect their winter main stage and a winter cabaret series. So things for us to look forward to. That's fantastic. Thank you, Florida Studio Theater. Yes, and thank you, my love, for helping set up the interview for this week. Well, you are most welcome, so let's head on over there and talk to Shannon. All righty. Today, we have the honor of speaking with the founder of Harvey Milk Festival and Moxie Productions, as well as the creator of the fabulous independent film festival, not to mention the front lady for kick-ass band Meteorize, Shannon Fortner. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you so much for taking time to speak with us. Thank you for having me on the show, and thank you for all the kind words. You're most welcome. I saw that you are originally from Covington, Kentucky, and I spent 10 years in Cincinnati. How did you end up down here? Uh, I actually moved here with my family when I was much younger and then just stayed and, you know, homeowner, downtown Sarasota, just, you know. What, what is it that's kept you on the, here in Sarasota, do you think? Well, I'm a musician and promoter, organizer, and, and you know, I have worked really, 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 really hard to, to build, you know, affiliated. I booked the bands for the Ringling Underground, so working with the Ringling Museum. Mm-hmm. Just had our 11th year of Harvey Milk Festival. So I guess just that, that passion and drive of, of what's next for the community. You've really made, yeah, you've really made the city your own. Yeah, just trying to, you know, bring things and and get folks to come through this way, especially musicians otherwise would never even, you know, come to Sarasota. I've heard about it because grandma or grandpa or their cousin (laughs) visited or something that seems to be the the going story of it. Yeah, well, I mean, especially since you've been in this community so long, I mean, know that we've seen the LGBTQIA plus like community grow and change even over the nine to 10 years we've been down here. How has it changed in your opinion since you've grown up? I definitely feel, you know, the city is supportive. I feel like there's a lot more visibility. Believe it or not, I think there was a a gay bar opening up downtown, up downtown, which is impossibly talks of another one. So, you know, it, it's interesting because uh, you talk about like Covington. I went back to see uh, my mother recently and went to Cincinnati, um, went to some drag show and it was, it was blew my mind. I was like, wow. <laughs> Which, so, out of curiosity, uh, do you know what bar you went to when you were up there? No, I'd have to ask my cousin. <laughs> I was going to say the one I my favorite up there was the cabaret at Below Zero, and oh, 
stage upstairs? Yep. Okay, so you enter, hang out downstairs, and then you have to wait for them to open the doors to it, let you go up the stairs. That's it. That's the best yeah, that's drag right. bar I've ever been to. It's <laughs> it's just a high quality show with great MCs and. Oh, I was blown away. <laughs> yeah, I've always yeah. said we need a below zero and a cabaret here in Sarasota. I was gonna say this past oh. weekend he was even being like, if we win the lottery, like that's what he's doing with the money is making a below zero down here. Hey. <laughs> oh, and I, you know, we just don't have that type of base, but yeah, I, mm-hmm. we need it. You know, you know, as far as for Harvey Milk Festival, my my goal was to open up a performing arts center. And tr- just because of all the plop, all the festivals that we have under our belt, the fabulous and three to eight Harvey Milk Festival, and we're adding a drag culture festival, which is scheduled for the fall of 2021. You, you actually are starting to cut in and out a little bit more. Would you mind kind of if, find, finding a better space where you might sound better and then we can redo that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that better? Not almost. Almost. It was slightly better. Oh, man. I don't know what well, Okay, let's... Let me unplug it. Maybe it'll be better. Okay. okay is oh, that better? That's so, so, so much, much better. better. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Maybe okay. Are we doing so, the whole thing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. If you give me a second, and I'll lead you in with something. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thank you. So, the Harvey Milk Festival is a big deal here in Sarasota. Can you tell us how that came to be? So for the first year of the Harvey Milk Festival, we had about three weeks to put together my first large festival. Um, the first year we had about 1,500 folks from the community that came out to the festival to support. It was a really beautiful spot down in Rosemary District. For those who remember back in the day of Harvey Milk Festival taking place in the Rosemary, I really wanted the Rosemary to be something that we grew into because it reminded me kind of, you know, like the other downtown, like as if you were in Castro or something like the smaller, cooler spot, which it now finally is growing into. <laughs> it, it's ex- really changed in such a beautiful way. Yeah, except there are no green spaces to throw a festival anymore. <laughs> that, but, that is true but, as well. Yeah, but I do, I do, I do like the way it's uh, more that urban design and and it's it's a walkable. Really beautiful. I live right up the street, so I'm always grateful. But, but yeah, so the Rosemary District and a sandy lot, as folks would remember. And we'd have the art show in one of the historic buildings there. And we would use the coffee shop across the way to have, like, acoustic uh, singer-songwriters and an art show. So, yeah, it was a really cool and unique. We stayed there for the first few years. And then we moved over to uh, Five Points Park, which, for me, was, like, the heart of downtown and just allowed us to have more visibility. I think that was my first year going. The music was right there in Five Points, and the art show was at Ivory, I believe. <laughs> yes, it was one year, yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, we... I, I was amazed from the first thing with it. Like, the music was really eclectic, and so was the audience. Like, it drew in such a wide variety of people, and the art was so good. And that was within my first year of being here. And I was like, oh, this city is going to be okay to be here. Like, your festival (laughs) helped reassure me that Sarasota was going to be a place I could call home. Well, thank you for that, because I like him here. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. 
see, I, I got a little call ahead of time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking about the music, uh, tell us about Meteorize. Uh, Meteorize is basically we're all three best friends and we play music. They are very supportive allies of the community and have supported my activism and outing from the that, you know, I'm queer and, and just being really super supportive. But it's a electro-tip punk pop band, all originals. We toured for about 10 years. And we took a break for about three years and kind of refocused our passions. And I focused a little bit more on Harvey Milk Festival and expanding that. And we got back together a couple years ago and are about to release a, a record and a bunch of new singles and I've been doing some pretty cool stuff and really loving, you know, just reconnecting with the community level. We've known for like throwing really, really cool house shows and just having that like super da- instant whenever we perform. But we have performed at Harvey Milk Festival several times just because of the political activism and really music is my foundation and everything's built from that. So. And like you were saying, you are a very well-respected activist in our community. What drives your passion for this? Making sure that people feel safe, that they feel seen. Visibility is super crucial, but also making sure that folks feel like they have a place to, to be able to call home or, or feel safe. And, you know, I, like I grew up in Kentucky. It was a, a very different world, and, and moving to Florida was, was even... Uh, more unique. I went to Venice High and then moved to Sarasota. But it hasn't always been like that. It's not, you know, an instant everything's safe. So I think it's just important being able to work with other nonprofits in town that have the same focus and mission for the community. And just really giving that, you know, helping folks that don't feel like they're being seen or heard. Um, And Harvey Milk Festival, I've used that as a platform for folks to be the keynote speaker and often it's someone else that really doesn't, you know, that really needs that platform to to be able to speak to the community. And wonderful opportunity to allow folks to, you know, have that space where folks can realize if there's an initiative or something maybe that's, you know, on its way up and they need support and more than signing a petition online. But yeah, working with Equality Florida and just, several other organizations trying to make sure that uh, trans visibility, making mm-hmm. sure that folks are aware of what's going on. And recently we took uh, a stance on really giving more visibility to our QT BIPOC folks in, in the community and around the country to really just help amplify. So. For our listeners, can you tell them what BIPOC is, please? BIPOC is, sorry, it's a pause, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's a black, indigenous, and people of color. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a word that is used a lot these days, but I know that not everybody actually knows what it all stands for. And it's in, one of the things we like to do with the podcast is also educate people in areas they may not be familiar with. Yeah, that was actually something I was getting a lot with with folks when I started first posting that we were amplifying QT BIPOC voices. Uh, a lot of people were like, what does this mean? But yeah, it's just an opportunity that we can educate one another. And really, you know, when when folks in the community are really just, you know, need that 
that support and need to be lifted up. I, I feel like it's it's something that we need to, to to respect and and to make sure that we're supporting one another in the community. And so that was a really great opportunity for our organization to work with. We had bloggers um, that were sharing their stories, which also helped educate folks. And then we also had an art exhibition that we did that was both virtual. And then we had a few artists that were actually at a gallery downtown. But during, you know, during the past, I don't even know how many months it's been since March. It's just been really different and unique on how we're trying to stay connected. Yep. It's a whole new world. It's a whole new world. Also has opened up some, some really interesting ways that we can stay connected that maybe we overlooked or, I honestly don't mind these online meetings instead of having to drive like an hour out mm. east or something. <laughs> you know, so, but I think, I think, especially our community, it's really important to, you know, make sure that we reach out, make sure that folks are, you know, doing self care and, and staying connected, at least talking to folks. And, you know, there was an app that I got on and started reconnecting with a lot of folks. It's called. And, you know, like Meteorize actually did a, a dance party. Um, the Sarasota Library actually, like, hired us to do a dance party, which was pretty fun. So just lots of interesting opportunities for us to stay connected. Right now we have the Fabulous Independent Film Festival coming up. Tell us more about that, please. Sure. <laughs> we have that coming up on the 24th through the October 3rd. Uh, so September 24th to October 3rd, we have a virtual festival where you can purchase a pass if you would like to explore all the wonderful films. We have 11 features and we have 10 shorts. So in front of 10 of the films, there'll be 10 shorts. And these are like 20 minute. I mean, these are shorts that we had, we do an open submission. And then I also work with a few artists that I met during the, the QT BIPOC art exhibition. Someone from, where are they? They're from Canada. And so they had some really interesting queer films and I thought, oh, this would be so wonderful. And I was like, how ironic that doing this, I, I meet this really interesting filmmaker. So um super excited about the films. This is my first year actually programming the film festival. Majita Diwari is the original founder of the Los Independent Film Festival. She gifted me the, the festival back in 2016. And she stayed on as a programmer until this year. My first time programming, also a unique one because it's virtual. Mm-hmm. A lot of just the industry itself is just really, and speaking to a lot of uh, filmmakers, it's just been a really bizarre time, you know, hearing about them during, you know, filming or just, it's it's just a very unique experience, I think, for the filmmakers and also, you know, for releasing films right now. You know, a lot of films are skipping straight to go to uh, streaming platforms. And then a lot that know and respect the festival circuit are, are sticking around and staying in the festival circuit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was, it was interesting. I got to meet a lot of really wonderful filmmakers and have films for next year that they're currently still working on. And yeah, so it was, it was a really fun um, side just doing all the hustle i got to do the fun part you know right uh so um, and then oh go ahead i was gonna say speaking of fun parts what are some of your favorite fun things to do in our area well that would be to go to the drive-in on october 2nd 
to see <laughs> Drama Rama, Drama Rama at the Players Theater last weekend in that space. We're going to celebrate. We partnered up with them, so it's going to be our 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 only drive-in experience that we have during the fabulous Independent Film Festival oh. with with the very theatrical thespian. Very appropriate <laughs> for doing something at the players. That sounds um, like it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're going to have to get our passes yep. soon because yeah. I love a it's good drive-in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. it's, And we don't have one here. I think we could go to Ruskin. So you have to go up to Ruskin, yeah. But the Ruskin one's really good. Yeah, I haven't gone. I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to check it out. But, so bizarre. I've lived here so long and I've never been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In your personal <laughs> life, what are things that are bringing you joy? Like what makes you happy on a daily basis? Music, music and uh, doing things like, you know, the film festival and, you know, getting excited about sharing things with the community. My beautiful, gorgeous partner, Grace Coralie. You two do make a wonderfully beautiful couple, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm looking, I guess I'm looking forward to a lot of adventures. She just went back to Winter Park. So that just means I'll be hanging out in her apartment in Winter Park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, you know, get to different scenery, change change of pace, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, mini vacations, I kind of like to call them. But yeah, I guess um, exploring. I, I do miss touring with the band. That was one of my, my favorite things. It was like justifying a vacation for myself. Um, going on tour with meteorites. <laughs> so I'm hoping after COVID that uh, that's something that we we've tossed around and just and literally at this point are like we should go on vacation. I mean slash tour. So yeah, just you know and exploring. I, I it's been interesting. Ran up to start exploring. I guess the springs and stuff like that. You know we live in such a beautiful beautiful state, and I know that a lot of folks have have started to explore a little bit more. I feel like this summer is really unique because we actually are like out of the house, even if it's blazing hot, just because it's an opportunity to get out of the house. Right. But, but yeah, so that's, yeah, I mean, it's a little different with uh, this year for sure. But yeah, I guess just reconnecting and, and staying in touch and checking in on folks, you know, has been definitely important. Yeah. Yeah. We get so busy. And I think this, this time is really like, kind of brought that to focus a little bit that it's it's nice to to be checked in on you know or to check in on folks and just you know see how things are going because you never know if that's just a moment that really makes someone's day so absolutely 100 percent. one last question for you if there was a way that you would like to see the sun coast grow and evolve and change over the next period of time, what would you like to see? I'd love to see community, LGBTQ plus community center slash performing arts center, but just to have more visibility in a space for the community and kind of working more. Like I've been trying, I have a board member in St. Pete, so trying to do more up that way and kind of like, you know, really working across the bridge and kind of bringing that community over here and kind of tying, tying the ends, you know, trying to get more folks involved in, in each other's community. Yeah. I guess just trying to 
Yeah, I, th I think that's very, that's a good goal to have. And I mean, uh, all of us like those things in theory, but you actively every day are making choices to pursue and make that dream a reality. So thank you for all you do for yeah. our community. You're working well, to make you. the queer community better here in Sarasota. And we can't thank you enough for that. Thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your schedule. Thank you for having me. And we're back. We're back. Thank you, Shannon. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Yes, thank you so much. And uh, to the audience, I do apologize about some possible audio technical difficulties you might have heard during the interview. However, I feel like it was just such a joy getting to speak with Shannon. I didn't want you to miss out on any bits of the audio that might have not been the best audio quality. 100%. And thank you to all of our fans for listening to this episode and for subscribing so you get new episodes released every single Wednesday. Yes, and if you have the time and you enjoyed yourself, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a nice review. You can also like us on Facebook, engage with our posts, or at us on Twitter at Happy Life Pod. Yes, and also a reminder that if you know of a local entertainer, business, or service that's bringing happiness to others on the Sun Coast, suggest them to be on a future episode by emailing us at happylifepod at gmail.com. And until next time, everyone, stay, stay happy! happy.